Chapter Twenty Five, Part Three, of Pilgrimage to Al Madina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Twenty Five, Part Three, of Personal Narrative of a Pilgrimage to Al Madina and Mecca, by Richard Francis Burton the traveller will find no difficulty in living amongst the hijazi badawin trust to their honour and you are safe as was said of the crow indians to their honesty and they will steal the hair off your head but the wanderer must adopt the wild man's motto omnia mea mecum porto he must have good nerves be capable of fatigue and hardship possess some knowledge of drugs shoot and ride well speak arabic and turkish know the customs by reading and avoid offending against local prejudices by causing himself for instance to be called tagaa the payment of a small sum secures to him a rafik and this friend after once engaging in the task will be faithful footnote an explanation of this term will be found below End of footnote. we have eaten salt together nanu malihin is still a bond of friendship there are however some tribes who require to renew the bond every twenty-four hours as otherwise to use their own phrase the salt is not in their stomachs caution must be exercised in choosing a companion who has not too many blood feuds there is no objection to carrying a copper watch and a pocket compass and the koran could be fitted with secret pockets for notes and pencil strangers should especially avoid handsome weapons this tempt the badawin's cupidity more than gold the other extreme defencelessness is equally objectionable it is needless to say that the traveller must never be seen writing anything but charms and must on no account sketch in public he should be careful in questioning and rather lead up to information than ask directly it offends some badawin besides denoting ignorance and curiosity to be asked their names or those of their clans a man may be living incognito and the tribes distinguish themselves when they desire to do so by dress personal appearance voice dialect and accentuation points of difference plain to the initiated a few dollars suffice for the road and if you would be respectable a taste which i will not deprecate some such presents as razors and tarbushes are required for the chiefs the government of the arabs may be called almost an autonomy the tribes never obey their sheikhs unless for personal considerations and as in civilized army there generally is some sharp-witted and brazen-faced individual whose voice is louder than the general's in their leonine society the sword is the greater administrator of law relations between the badawi tribes of al-hijaz are of a threefold character they are either ashab kiman or akhwan ashab or comrades are those who are bound by oath to an alliance offensive and defensive they intermarry and are therefore closely connected kiman or foes are tribes between whom a blood feud the cause and the effect of deadly enmity exists footnote it is the plural of kaum which means rising up in rebellion or enmity against as well as the popular signification a people in some parts of arabia it is used for a plundering party 
End of footnote. A kawat or brotherhood denotes the tie between the stranger and the Badawi, who asserts an immemorial and inalienable right to the soil upon which his forefathers fed their flocks. Trespass by a neighbor instantly causes war. Territorial increase is rarely attempted. For if of a whole clan but a single boy escape, he will one day assert his claim to the land, and be assisted by all the ashab, or allies of the slain. By paying to man, woman, or child a small sum, varying according to your means, from a few pence worth of trinkets to a couple of dollars, you share bread and salt with the tribe. You and your horse become dakhil, protected, and every one must afford you brother help. If traveller or trader attempt to pass through the land without paying alakhawa, or alrifka, as it is termed, he must expect to be plundered, and resisting, to be slain. It is no dishonour to pay it, and he clearly is in the wrong who refuses to conform to custom. The Rafik, under different names, exists throughout this part of the world. At Sinai he was called Agafir, a Rabia, in eastern Arabia, amongst the Somal, an Aban, and by the Galas, a Mogasa. I have called the tax blackmail. It deserves a better name, being clearly the rudest form of those transit dues and octroi which are in no wise improved by progress. The Albite, or dwellers in the black tents, levy the tax from the Alhite, or the people of walls, that is to say, townsmen and villagers who have forfeited right to be held by the wind. Footnote. Bite, in the plural buyut, is used in this sense to denote the tents of the nomads. Bite radically means a nighting place, thence a tent, a house, a lair, etc., etc. End of footnote. It is demanded from bastard Arabs, and from tribes who, like the Hutaim and the Kalawiya, have been born basely or have become nidering. And these people are obliged to pay it at home as well as abroad then it becomes a sign of disgrace and the pure clans like the benu harb will not give their damsels in marriage to brothers besides this akhawa tax and the pensions by the porte to chiefs of clans the wealth of the badawi consists in his flocks and herds his mare and his weapons some clans are rich in horses others are celebrated for camels and not a few for sheep asses or greyhounds the Ahamida tribe, as has been mentioned, possesses few animals. It subsists by plunder and by presents from pilgrims. The principal wants of the country are sulphur, lead, cloths of all kinds, sugar, spices, coffee, corn, and rice. Arms are valued by the men, and it is advisable to carry a stack of Birmingham jewelry for the purpose of conciliating womankind. In exchange, the Badawin give sheep, cattle, clarified butter, milk, wool, and hides, which they use for water-bags, as the Egyptians and other Easterns do potteries. Footnote. Some tribes will not sell their sheep, keeping them for guests or feasts. End of footnote. But as there is now a fair store of dollars in the country, it is rarely necessary to barter. The Arab's dress marks his simplicity, it gives him a nationality, as, according to John Evelyn, prodigious breeches did to the Swiss. 
it is remarkably picturesque and with sorrow we see it now confined to the wildest badawin and a few sharifs to the practised eye a hijazi in tarbush and kaftan is ridiculous as a basque or a catalonian girl in a cashmere and a little cheap the necessary dress of a man is his saub tobe a blue calico shirt reaching from neck to ankles tight or loose-sleeved opening at the chest in front and rather narrow below so that the wearer when running must either hold it up or tuck it into his belt the latter article called hakau is a plaited leathern thong twisted round the waist very tightly so as to support the back the trousers and the futa or loin-cloth of cities are looked upon as signs of effeminacy in cold weather the chiefs wear over the shirt an abba or cloak these garments are made in Nijd and the eastern districts they are of four colours white black red and brown striped the best are of camel's hair and may cost fifteen dollars the worst of sheep's wool are worth only three both are cheap as they last for years the marama headcloth comes from syria which with nijd supplies also the kufiya or headkerchief the ukal fillets bound over the kerchief are of many kinds the bishir tribe near mecca make a kind of crown like the gloria round a saint's head with bits of wood in which are set pieces of mother o pearl footnote so the word is pronounced at mecca the dictionaries give aakal which in eastern arabia is corrupted to igal End of footnote. sandals too are of every description from the simple sole of leather tied on with thongs to the handsome and elaborate chasseur of mecca the price varies from a piastre to a dollar and the very poor walk barefooted a leathern bandolier called majdal passed over the left shoulder and reaching to the right hip supports a line of brass cylinders for cartridges footnote called tatarif plural of tatrifa a cartridge End of footnote. the other cross belt al masdar made of leather ornamented with brass rings hangs down at the left side and carries a kariza or hide case for bullets and finally the hizam or waist belt holds the dagger and extra cartridge cases a badawi never appears in public unarmed women wear like their masters dark blue cotton tobes but larger and looser when abroad they cover the head with a yashmak of black stuff or a poppy-coloured burka nose of the egyptian shape they wear no pantaloons and they rarely affect slippers or sandals the hair is twisted into majdul little pigtails and copiously anointed with clarified butter the rich perfume the skin with rose and cinnamon scented oils and adorn the hair with alshai absinthium sweetest herb of the desert their ornaments are bracelets collars ear and nose rings of gold silver or silver gilt the poorer classes have strings of silver coins hung round the neck the trubadawi is an abstemious man capable of living for six months on ten ounces of food per diem the milk of a single camel and a handful of dates dry or fried in clarified butter suffice for his wants he despises the obese and all who require regular and plentiful meals sleeps on the mat and knows neither luxury nor comfort freezing during one quarter and frying for three quarters of the year 
but though he can endure hunger like all savages he will gorge when an opportunity offers i never saw the man who could refrain from water upon the line of march and in this point they contrast disadvantageously with the hardy wahhabis of the east and the rugged mountaineers of jabal shamar they are still a creed of fagi and even the citizens far prefer a dish of locusts to the fasik which act as anchovies sardines and herrings in egypt they light a fire at night and as the insects fall dead they quote this couplet to justify their being eaten we are allowed two carrions and two bloods the fish and locust the liver and the spleen footnote the liver and the spleen are both supposed to be congealed blood nibur has exhausted the names and the description of the locust in al-hijaz they have many local and fantastic terms the smallest kind for instance is called jarad iblis satan's locust End of footnote. where they have no crops to lose the people are thankful for a fall of locusts in al-hijaz the flights are uncertain during the last five years al-madina has seen but few they are prepared for eating by boiling in salt water and drying four or five days in the sun a wet locust to an arab is a snail to a briton the head is plucked off the stomach drawn the wings and the prickly part of the legs are plucked and the insect is ready for the table locusts are never eaten with sweet things which would be nauseous the dish is always hot with salt and pepper or onions fried in clarified butter when it tastes nearly as well as a plate of stale shrimps the favorite food on the line of march is meat cut into strips and sun-dried this with a bag of milk balls and a little coffee must suffice for journey or campaign footnote this is the kurut of sind and the kashk of persia the buttermilk separated from the butter by a little water is simmered over a slow fire thickened with wheaten flour about a handful to a gallon well mixed so that no knots remain in it and allowed to cool the mixture is then put into a bag and strained after which salt is sprinkled over it the mass begins to harden after a few hours when it is made up into balls and dried in the sun End of footnote. the badawin know neither fermented nor distilled liquors although ix yal kamar fie upon thee drunkard is a popular phrase preserving the memory of another state of things some clans though not all smoke tobacco it is generally the growth of the country called hijazi or kazimiya a green weed very strong with a foul smell and costing about one piastre per pound the badawin do not relish persian tobacco and cannot procure latakia it is probably the pungency of the native growth offending the delicate organs of the desert men that caused nicotiana to be prescribed by the wahhabis who revived against its origin a senseless and obsolete calumny the almost absolute independence of the arabs and of that noble race the north american indians of a former generation has produced a similarity between them worthy of note because it may warn the anthropologist not always to detect in coincidence of costume identity of origin both have the same wild chivalry the same fiery sense of honour and the same boundless hospitality elopements from tribe to tribe the blood feud and the vendetta are common to the two both are grave and cautious in demeanour and formal in manner princes in rags or paint the arabs plunder pilgrims 
the indians bands of trappers both glory in forays raids and cattle lifting and both rob according to certain rules both are alternately brave to desperation and shy of danger both are remarkable for nervous and powerful eloquence dry humour satire whimsical tales frequent tropes boasts and ruffling style pithy proverbs extempore songs and languages wondrous in their complexity both recognizing no other occupation but war and the chase despise artificers and the effeminate people of cities as the gamecock spurns the vulgar roosters of the poultry yard footnote the north american trappers adapted this natural prejudice the free trapper called his more civilized confrere mangour de lord End of footnote the chivalry of the western worlds like that of the eastern wilds salutes the visitor by a charge of cavalry by discharging guns and by wheeling around him with shouts and yells the brave stamps a red hand upon his mouth to show that he has drunk the blood of a foe of the otaiba harami it is similarly related that after mortal combat he tastes the dead man's gore of these two chivalrous races of barbarians the badawi claims our preference on account of his treatment of women his superior development of intellect and the glorious page of history which he has filled the tribes of al hijaz are tediously numerous it will be sufficient to enumerate the principal branches of the badawi tree without detailing the hundred little offshoots which it has put forth in the course of ages footnote burkhart shrank from the intricate pedigree of the meccan sharifs i have seen a work upon the subject in four folio volumes in point of matter equivalent to travel the number in europe the best-known genealogical works are al kalkashhandi originally in seventy-five books extended to one hundred the umdat al tulab by ibn khaldun the tofat al arab fi ansar al arab a well-known volume by al siyuti and lastly the sirat al-halabi in six volumes of the latter work there is an abridgment by mohammed al-banna al-dimyati in two volumes but both are rare and consequently expensive End of footnote. those ancient clans the absent adnan have almost died out the latter it is said still exists in the neighbourhood of taif and the abs i am informed are to be found near Kosair on the african coast but not in al hijaz of the aus kazraj and nazir details have been given in a previous chapter the benu harb is now the ruling clan in the holy land it is divided by genealogists into two great bodies first the benu salim and secondly the masru or roaming tribes footnote i give the following details of the harb upon the authority of my friend omar effendi who is great in matters of genealogy End of footnote. the benu salim again have eight subdivisions namely one ahamida amadi this clan owns for chief sheikh saad of the mountains it is said to contain about three thousand five hundred men its principal sub-clan is the hadari footnote the first word is the plural the second the singular form of the word and a footnote two hawazim hazimi the rival tribe three thousand in number it is again divided into muzaini and zahiri three 
sob sobhi three thousand five hundred habitat near al-badr four salaima salimi also called aulad salim five saadin saadini six mahamid mamadi eight thousand seven rahalla rihaili one thousand eight timam tamimi the masru tree splits into two great branches benu auf and benu amur footnote in the singular aufi and amri end of footnote the former is a large clan extending from wadi nakia near nijd to rabig and al madina they have few horses but many dromedaries camels and sheep and are much feared by the people on account of their warlike and savage character they separate into ten subdivisions namely one silia sili about two thousand in number two sawaid saidi one thousand three rukhasa rakhis four kasanin kasan this sub-clan claims origin from the old Ghassan stock and is found in considerable numbers at Wadi Nakia and other places near Al-Madina. 5. Ruba'a, Rabai. 6. Kazara, Kuzairi. 7. Lahaba, Lahaibi, 1,500 in number. 8. Farada, Faradi. 9. Benu Ali, Alawi. 10. Zubaid, Zubaidi. Near Mecca, a numerous clan of fighting thieves also under the benu amur as the word is popularly pronounced are ten sub-families one marabita murabti they principally inhabit the land about al-fara a collection of settlements four marches south of al-madina number about ten thousand men and have droves of sheep and camels but few horses two husar hasir three benu jabir jabiri four rabaika rubaiki five hisnan hasuni six bizan baizani seven badarin badrani eight biladia biladi nine jaham the singular and plural forms are the same ten shatara shitairi footnote to this mr cole adds seven other subdivisions namely one ahali al kura the people of kura five thousand two radada eight hundred three hijla six hundred four dubaya one thousand five hundred five benu kalb two thousand six baizana eight hundred seven benu yaya eight hundred and he makes a total of the benu harb about al jadaida amount to thirty five thousand men i had no means of personally ascertaining the correctness of this information End of footnote the great aniza race now i was told inhabits kaibar and it must not visit al madina without a rafik or protector properly speaking there are no outcasts in al hijaz as in al yaman and the somali country but the hitman plural of hutaim or hitaim inhabiting the seaboard about yambu are taxed by other badawin as low and vile of origin the unchastity of the women is connived at by the men who however are brave and celebrated as marksmen they make eat and sell cheese for which reason that food is despised by the harb and the kalawia plural of kalawi are equally despised they are generally blacksmiths have a fine breed of greyhounds and give asses as a dowry which secures for them the derision of their fellows mr c cole 
his british majesty's vice-consul at jeddah was kind enough to collect for me notices of the different tribes in central and southern hijaz his informants divide the great clan juhaina living about yambu and yambu al nakal into five branches namely one benu ibrahima in number about five thousand two ishran seven hundred three benu malik six thousand four arwa five thousand five kauna three thousand thus giving a total of nineteen thousand seven hundred men capable of carrying arms footnote the reader will remember that nothing like exactitude in numbers can be expected from an arab some rate the benu harb at six thousand others equally well informed at fifteen thousand others again at eighty thousand the reason for this is that whilst one is speaking of the whole race another may be limiting it to his own tribe and its immediate allies End of footnote. the same gentleman whose labours in eastern arabia during the coast survey of the palinurus are well known to the indian world gives the following names of the tribes under allegiance to the sharif of mecca one sakif thakif al yaman two thousand two sakif al sham one thousand footnote sham which properly speaking means damascus or syria in southern arabia and eastern africa is universally applied to al hijaz end of footnote three benu malik six thousand four nasira three thousand five benu saad four thousand six huzai hudhai five thousand seven bakum begum five thousand eight aduda five hundred nine bashar one thousand ten said one thousand five hundred eleven zubaid four thousand twelve aida one thousand the following is a list of the southern hijazi tribes kindly forwarded to me by the abbe hamilton after his return from a visit to the sharif at taif one gamid al badawi of the nomads thirty thousand two gamid al hazar the settled forty thousand three zaran thirty eight thousand four benu malik thirty thousand five nasira fifteen thousand six asir forty thousand seven tamum eight bilkarn together eighty thousand nine benu amar ten thousand ten utaiba living north of mecca no number given eleven shuabin twelve daraish two thousand thirteen benu sufyan fifteen thousand fourteen al hulad three thousand it is evident that the numbers given by this traveller include the women and probably the children of the tribes some exaggeration will also be suspected the principal clans which practise the pagan salk or excoriation are in al hijaz the huzail and the benu sufyan together with the following families in al tahama one juhadilla two kabaka three benu fam four benu mamud five saramu six majarish seven benu yazid i now take leave of a subject which cannot but be most uninteresting to english readers End of chapter twenty five part three recording by Shena Ser, Fresno, California